0: hi you with julian on the brown note andy this year on the (coughs) movie reviews and music channel i'm not just going to do um reviews of any album that's out this week and i've obviously not done many music reviews recently because over the christmas period i watch heaps of new films and there's i don't really hear many new albums One thing that I am going to start including on this channel is the feature I do on my radio show, which is Gone But Forgotten. Which is any album, sometimes artist, that was either denied its classic status on release or has since fallen out of the conversation altogether. And um, pretty much the perfect example of this is the album that I'm going to review now, The Cardigan's Gran Turismo. Which didn't get stellar reviews on release and has in many ways been forgotten. So um, I did my top 200 tracks of all time on the radio last year. And uh, other than the UK and America and possibly Canada, it was definitely Sweden that had the most entries. Uh, From Abba to Robin to numerous other uh, acts... Um, Sweden has batted, per capita, has batted probably higher than any country on earth. And the Cardigans were in this sort of Britpop era of British music. So they came sort of swept up in Britpop. I hate Britpop. I hated it then as well. Um, But it's it's a horrible genre of music that died. But they got swept up into it. And a large part of that was because of their third album, First Band on the Moon, in 96, really became uh, quite big and they had part of the reason for that was the track love for which featured in uh, romeo and juliet by baz Luhrmann, which i didn't really care for but it became their signature song but it was a fourth album by them gran turismo that i loved on release and i've loved ever since and it's one of those albums that i will listen to every year like uh siamese dream by smashing pumpkins um there's there's like a, a run of albums that i'll always go back to uh like ladies and gentlemen we're floating in space from spiritualize whereas other albums that are maybe you know better or bigger like um never or um okay computer i don't know if they're done to death but i don't find myself going back and listening to them i'll always go back and listen to gran turismo um and they, they they released music afterwards, two more albums, uh, nothing since 2005, but they haven't officially split up. Uh, led by Nina Person, who's their lead singer, um, the album Gran Turismo is like the, the last great hurrah of the CD era, given its length, its sound, its hugely compressed sound, which should be a death knell. And... I think incredibly influential without ever being recognized as such. It's got this really fat, bassy sound that occupies the whole sound stage at times. And I saw bands like the Flaming Lips and MGMT over the sort of next decade sort of moving into this realm where they'd get these really fat, full sounds. Uh, and the producer of Gran Turismo did most of the albums, Tor- Tori Johansson it's um he's worked with lots and lots of other people but he also did i think most of the cardigans albums um it's it's an album that has a it's it's a homogenized whole where every track seems to be built from the same instrument palette the same mood palette and nina persson's vocals throughout really stand out i think that's the that's her crowning achievement of is sort of wasted yet in control um, there's nothing airy fairy about it it's actually quite a muscular album um, but she does this sort of dreamy i'm um, wasted sort of vibe but also where she's completely screwed in and and absolutely on point um, i think you know the opening line from paralyzed the opening track this is where your sanity gives in and love begins and it's got this really full sound stage. Again, CDs get a lot of criticism and I hate them. But particularly for the mastering of the sound, which is so fat. Uh, the, the compression is you know turned up so much that everything occupies the sound stage. This is a perfect example of that. Like, auto tune can be used artistically. Um, so it's got that very fullness to it. Even though it's not a wall of sound, there's often not that many instruments on display. But it actually feels like it's using that CD-era compression for humanity's good. Um, It's got this very wasted romantic vibe throughout the whole album, which I really liked. Um, And, uh, you know, the chorus of the first track is the sweetest way to die. Um, I feel like, you know, even artists like Grimes, her most recent stuff, and other artists as well, have been trying to dip their toes back into the that sort of 90s alt-rock slash Britpop vibe. Um, and I think that this is one of the most unheralded influential albums. It's a very post pop album. Happily, it is never quite Britpop. Um, it's almost like the you know, it's this is 1999, I think. 98. Um, this is at the end of everything the end of Britpop, the end of trip hop. The British movements like Shoegaze and Baggy and everything had long since died. But, um, the, the artists that were sort of big around this time were often solo. Like, they didn't have a scene around them, like spiritualized, Radiohead, The Verb, and so on. They might have been called one thing, but they were always on their own. And I think the Cardigans were definitely on their own. Um, And I think the fact that they had a female lead singer did vaguely poppy music and made music that wasn't really sounding like anything other than the sneaker pimps on the surface got them dismissed. But I've carried on listening to this album for 20 years and it has never varied in quality any time I've gone back to it. Um, I think that if you read the lyrics on paper, they never (coughs) equate to anything more than being really trite. In the context of the album, they always sound massive uh, and perfect. Uh, The second track, Raise and Rewind, one of the two big hits from the album. Um, Really, really fat, heavy bass sound, None of the songs sort of move too far away from this center and that is one of the best things about it because it is it is an album that is so cohesive. Um, it feels the same. Every track feels the same. Um, I thought the third track, Explode, is probably my favorite. It's the prettiest. Uh, you rely on what you get high on. Uh, we will take care of you has this vaguely ominous lyric. Um, the you know the the idea of there being this almost like superpower structure or, or computer system above you looking after you. It's also got this very sort of jewelry box '60s vibe to it. Um, there's always like this ticking rhythm and this sort of jangly melodic thing going around and around, uh, which I really liked as well. Um, Explode is I think the prettiest song on the album. Uh, and it's got a lovely chorus where the bass starts kicking in and it starts driving along. But it's such a, it's a, such a consistent album. Um, there's very little that isn't virtually the same standard throughout the album. Um, Hanging Around was another single. Um, very sort of drunken. A lot of it sounds weirdly British. Um, which may, you know I I think any Swedish sort of indie bands at the time would have probably been looking to the UK this was probably the end of the UK's finest era for alt music since the 60s Um, from from like 89 to 95 was just an incredible run even in like dance music, electronica just an amazing era Um, and I think that People wanted to position a female-led Swedish indie band in a certain way uh, and didn't take the, I think, artistic genius of this album as much as they should have. Um, I think the chances of me listening to an Ocean Colour Scene album or a cast album now is zero. Uh, and it probably will have said. But I still listen to this album. The mood is consistent throughout. Um, there are virtually no weak songs on it um, the um, the biggest hit off of it comes virtually towards the end so th- there's nothing that's very long on here but everything sort of hits around the 4 minute mark and doesn't hang around too long um, but my favourite game is probably the one that actually hit the sort of like the wider consciousness more. Erase and Rewind, and um, my favourite game, is the, like, liftoff. After probably Marvel Hill uh, track seven, sort of, it starts to feel like it could taper off into being quite bland and not that interesting. And then my favourite game kicks in, which is the most dynamic and propulsive track on the whole album. Uh, and it's uh, that is approaching the finishing line quite quick, because after that, and I love the lyric, I only know what I've been working for, another you so I can love you more. It's got this weird sort of science of fire, dangerous liaisons vibe to that track and a lot of the lyrics as well. Uh, it's almost like, you know, you see these people waking up in these laboratories in this dystopian future. Uh, and it, I get that vibe out of it. Um, but after uh, my favourite game Do You Believe it's like, and uh, Junk of the Hearts almost function Junk of the Hearts really is a come down track uh, so you're not very far from the sort of apex of how dynamic the album can be with my favourite game and a couple of tracks later it's coming down to the finish uh, and that's really the last track um, I don't know why it's it sounds of its era and it definitely does sound like you could guess when it was made but it doesn't sound dated i hate Britpop, and i think you know who's going to listen to park life now but i still think that this has got such a beautiful sound stage to it and maybe because it's not so aggressive it is allowed to be full with that compression where everything is every sound even a little ticking percussive sound fills out the soundstage um and I don't know if it's by accident or by design, but I know that if I go back to an album every year or so, and I've never not gone back to it, that there's something special about it. And I think it's a curiously relevant album, as well as an artefact of, of the CD era. It's like the perfect CD album in every way. So I'm going to say that I really rate uh, the Cardigan's fourth album, Grand Turismo, I don't think it's dacy's. I even though the, the the sounds might pigeonhole it to being a certain thing, I think it's much more influential than it's given credit for. I think the um, songs are almost universally consistently good from start to finish. A couple of them taper off a little bit, but not much. And um, I think Nina's vocals occupied this perfect spot. Of someone that's wide awake but also wasted at the same time, uh, I, I think this is her, you know, her finest hour as a as a vocalist. She does everything right, so I'm going to give the Cardigans' Gran Turismo a nine and a half out of ten on the first gone but forgotten.